Welcome to the Prescription for Divine Health podcast, where we help you with faith-based wisdom and instruction from a spirit-filled perspective on health and healing. This is a bonus episode, our first bonus episode of season number one. So today we're actually going to be talking about emotions, being and what to do in an emotional crisis and anxiety. Right now we're smack dab in the middle of COVID-19 at the time of this recording. So we're going to be talking through that as well, giving you some helpful tips and strategies and helping you through some of these myths that's going on as well. So if that sounds like something that you want to listen to and hear about, stay tuned for more. This is the Prescription for Divine Health podcast, where we help you with faith-based wisdom and instruction from a spirit-filled perspective on health and healing. This is our space to connect with people like you, to encourage and inspire you to live the life God meant for you to live, healthy and whole spirit, soul, and body. Here are your hosts, minister and health strategist, Dr. Andrea Hart and Dr. Lauren Carroll, physician of internal medicine and pediatrics. Welcome everyone. We are back. We are here for actually a bonus episode. Uh, We decided to put this in because of things going on. If you're listening to this relatively live when it's released, you'll know that we are in the midst of covid is it 18, 13? It's a 19 and 19. 19. <laughs> 19. Corona. Some people call it the Rona. That's what we are in the midst of. So uh, at the time of this recording, people are being quarantined uh, in the United States of America where we film this. So we're going to be kind of talking through some of those things. But before we get into that, I do want to let you know and thank our sponsor, Agape Life Clothing Company. It's a clothing company where you can let your clothing be God-inspired, and you can just demonstrate your faith live. So check them out. Uh, You can wear clothing that represents you and God's power in your life. And they are at www.agapelifeclothing, A-G-A-P-E-L-I-F-E-C-L-O-T-H-I-N-G.com. And those uh, that link will be in the show notes. They've actually sponsored. That's uh, my husband and my eyes clothing line. So we've sponsored every episode in this month. So check us out down there. So, okay, back to the topic at hand. We're talking about our emotions and emotional crisis. Uh, And Dr. Lauren, thank God she's here to be able to get on and record this podcast because she's been working. Yeah. Long hours. (laughs) Yeah. Very long hours. Um, I jokingly, when I was speaking to some friends and colleagues, I said the past two weeks I've earned my salary and 10 bonuses <laughs> just in the past two <laughs> weeks. And it's almost kind of not irritated, but, you know, when you look at social vid- uh, media, I see people, I'm so bored. I've eaten all my snacks. I'm like, no, healthcare workers, we're not bored right now. All of our policemen and women working very hard and putting in extra hours for the last week or two when everyone's been on quarantine. So I want you to actually use this time to your benefit while you're at home, you know, start that business, read that book, do what you need to do (laughs) while the rest of us are working very, very hard, of course, for a good cause, but don't waste your time. 
Yeah, please don't waste the time that you have, even if we know this is um, an economic thing as well, because of the quarantine, certain businesses that need business people to come into their business, like restaurants and all types of things have been drastically affected. So we, our prayers go out to them, excuse me, our prayers go out to them because of all what's going on. If you're not in that certain industries, you don't realize travel, hotel, airlines, all these industries it's like a bomb got dropped on them because they they literally, uh, how do you go from one day having millions, billions even, if you're talking about airlines coming in money-wise to little to nothing? That's harsh. So definitely keep those individuals and keep what's going on in your prayers that there'll be restoration and rebound in the um, economic sphere. Um, and, it's, and what uh, Dr. Lauren was saying is true about business and starting business and thing. And if that, and I'm going to do my own plug up in here. <laughs> so if that's something that you're interested in, I'll put some resources in the show notes, but I just started a, a kingdom business leadership network. And that will help you if you're someone that has a God idea or you're already in business, you're emerging in your business, you're growing in your business. You'll get tools and strategies to help you from a kingdom perspective uh, in regards to starting, growing your business. So that's anyone that's a coach, that's service-based businesses, any of those things. And uh, that organization is the T-H-E-K-B-L-N.com. So check that out. There'll be some information in the show notes so you can see about that as well. So uh, yeah, so you're getting it firsthand from somebody that is on the front lines in the state of Michigan, which is one of the harder hit states uh, alongside California, New York, especially. I think New York is. And and, uh, Dr. Warren, you can let me know New York has like the most cases next to Washington State, I think. California State. Um, At this time, yeah. And at this time, um, it's New York, uh, Chicago, and I believe it's California. Maybe not California, but they're in an in-shelter um, kind of executive order, meaning that there should be no one on the street. And I think of just today, New York did that just today because they're trying to make sure there are supreme um, social distancing to um, stop the transmission of the disease. So we'll see how that works out for them. And, you know, if just praying for, you know, uh, the corona to, you know, to decrease the amount of infections going on. Um, and of course, as people of faith, we are very prayerful. Uh, I know there's been a couple prophecies out in regards to that. So again, we pray, we make sure that we're doing those things that are helping to, you know, decrease the amount of transmission. If that's social distancing, that's social distancing, but we're still fa- standing on faith as well. Yeah, that is that is true. We are covered in the blood of Jesus and we have protection because of that, but also just because we're protected doesn't mean we can't pray for the other people <laughs> that are out there and prayerfully that this will cause people to get pricked in their heart to realize, you know, by a Christian or someone that knows God's character, they're not in fear, they're not afraid, they're not doing all these things, they're operating in wisdom, but they're not deathly afraid. So we can win them just by the peace that we walk in during such a turbulent time and really a, a it's national emergency crisis and things like that. So um, Dr. Lauren, is there, and I will say this before I ask you this question, which is off the script, but um, 
definitely uh, get your news from reputable sources. Um, <laughs> the cdc.gov, your uh, health department, just go to their websites and you'll see they'll give you the actual cases, what to do and things like that. Um, I was going to ask you, Dr. Lauren, is there, they're working on a vaccine or is there, is there a vaccine? Like what are, with, with people that have it, like what kind of medications do they get? Well, here's the thing. It's a virus. Um, and, and specifically for this, it's almost like the um, flu virus, but except we do not have a vaccine for this um, strain of COVID-19 just yet. Um, and actually, there, there's been reports since the end of last year and going into um, 2020 on the work of a vaccine, because, of course, you know, in the United States, we're having this crisis now. But, you know, other parts of the world, such as China, um North and South Korea, this has been going on. And actually, they're pretty much at the tail end of their national crises uh, because of COVID-19. But no, at this point, there has not been a released vaccine. And what you would do for COVID-19, we're handling it just like we would handle um, any other virus. A lot of times you don't have a, a medication or a cure for it, and you're treating the symptoms until um, the um, initial infection resolves. The problem is if you have people who already have a lowered immune system, already have um, chronic diseases that are not controlled, if they get it, um, there are symptoms that they can get a lot of the time, specifically pneumonia, things of that nature, it's a lot worse. And we're trying to control those symptoms. That's why you have people that are in the hospital for severe shortness of breath, again, pneumonia and other respiratory symptoms. That's why people are in ICU um, and doctors are working so hard to support those people during those um, symptoms. Right. So, yeah, we're adding wisdom to what you see, because right now people that aren't really informed, they might think, oh, if I get it, that means that I'm on the road to death. Right. And, right. Um, yeah. It's not, not even like that. There's more people who have gotten it, have had like bad flu symptoms and coming right out of it and are fine. So, no, I, th I think that's one of the things that we're going to hit on today. And I, I agree with you. You need to get your news from a reputable source. But... If it's too overwhelming for you, stop looking at the news. Personally, I'm not looking at the news. I go to specific sites. I go to the cdc.gov and their COVID sites because many of the time the announcements and the alerts and the new orders that I'm looking at are already categorized. So I don't have to have all this commentary on the side. I get straight to the facts. I'm in a state of right. Michigan. And a lot of times, yep. mm -hmm. and yeah, and a lot of times those co commentary is just literally that commentary. It's right. your assumptions, your deductions, mm -hmm. and all this stuff right. from a non-educated, for the most part, in medicine standpoint. Right. And I also look at, especially um, locally, I look at my state and my city health department websites because those things, they'll have specifically what your governor is saying from your state. So like we said before, there's specific states that have um, increased transmission of disease within this population. You'll know if you're one of those states. And there's some states that, you know, it, it, it's been we've had infections wide across the, across the United States, but some areas have been hit a little bit harder than others. Right. And at the time of this recording, I've been on uh, one website that showed the United States, like West Virginia had like two cases in the whole right. state. So right. there's states that just don't 
have a lot of cases. And there's the states like New York that have, you know, they're getting ready to hit 2000 or 1500, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So you can literally go on the website yourself and check it as much or as little. For me, I, I'll check it to, to temper my prayers. Okay. What, what states do I need to pray specifically for and hit it that way? Y'all that know me know I'm a very strategic, <laughs> strategic right. prayer. Mm-hmm. So I use those. I have it. I have a tab up, or I did have a tab before we started recording. But I had a tab up that had uh, the state, my city, my state, and then the nation, where I could click like the CDC and these different places to see what's going on today. Because they're uh, the those websites are updating uh, twice a twice a day, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're using it for that, you need to be very smart, smart and mindful in what how you use your 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 information sources and don't just sit on the news. And even the other side of that is even being very facetious and funny in some of the things that we put on, on Facebook or in whatever social media, because some people are having a crisis, which is what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I find so, that uh, I almost liken mm-hmm. it to, it's almost like a group anxiety or a group, uh, emotional crisis, meaning someone might have an exaggerated sense of fear. And then you'll get someone to co-sign with that from social media, someone, a perfect stranger, but see, they're just as scared. See, this is why this validates why I should be feeling this way. And understandably, you know, this hit, this hit all of us. Uh, It was, it was somewhat of a shock. And this is uh, just a time in our nation's history. We've never had this before, at least in modern times. But again, we're still here. We're still surviving. If you look across the world, even at areas where this initially came, um, you know, we have shelter. You're in you're at home. You're quarantined to your home in your house and you're still have the Internet and running water and things like that. Right. Exactly. Um, So that's what we're going to jump right into. What is an emotional crisis? And it's literally, you have so much stimulus or onslaught of uh, stimuli, essentially, and your emotions are not, I guess the way you can say it, they're not as as balanced as what they normally are as a result of you reacting to all the emotional stimuli and things that are getting you riled up that's going on. That's my personal definition. I didn't pull a, a specific definition offline in regards to that. And Dr. Warren, you can let me know if that's that's close or <laughs> what it is or what it's not. I always almost even liking it to when people have like a midlife, you know, they, okay. they, they get they look at the state of things that are going on in their life at that point. And that brings on um, anxiety that brings on maybe fear, even sadness or depression. And that plays out in them doing things that they normally would not do in their normal state of mind. Yeah. So it's literally when you have an event that kind of drives you or causes you to kind of fall into something like this emotional crisis where we've all had this event thrust on us uh, with this uh, virus and some, it caught people off guard. They didn't know what to do, what's going on, not necessarily having all the correct information there, you know, there's all this going on. So, and that's what's put you in that state as exactly what Dr. Lauren said. Now, let me go back and I talk about this almost every episode. We know that we are three-part beings. We are spirits. We live in a body. The body is our flesh and blood. 
and we possess a soul. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. When you say mind, you can also say intellect in that place as well. That's found in First Thessalonians five twenty three, where it talks at talks about that there's a differentiation between spirit, soul, and body. So when you're going through an emotional crisis, it affects the soulish part of you, your emotions, your mind, your intellect, your will, and of course the emotions. Those are all uh, affects your soul, as we said. So uh, one thing, some things, I guess the next question is, how do you know when you're in an emotional crisis? And Dr. Lauren, you talked about a little bit about some things. You're doing things that you don't normally do. Is there more to that? Well, I think with the emotional, with the signs and symptoms of emotional crisis, I think one is just looking at your thoughts. If you're thinking about this one particular event that's bringing you in like a lot of anxiety most of the time, that might be that might signal to you that I'm overthinking this and I might be in crisis. Or if you're having um, rapid heartbeat a lot, if you're you, you seem like you're very disoriented. Um, sometimes I always um, talk about the GI system system and you having um, stomach aches, constipation, diarrhea, um, that kind of thing. It seems like you're always in a state of stress. And we can get into a little bit later just that sympathetic response that your body um, has that helps you when you're in acute stress and you need to get something done. But over time, if you have chronic stressors, what kind of impact or negative impact that can have on your body? Right. And um, when I went to I went to the APA, American Psychological Association, and they gave us some things that. Uh, results of people that when they're affected by emotional crisis that are walking in emotional crisis, some of the effects of things. And one of them was you neglect your personal hygiene and that can be extreme. Uh, You have a dramatic, you might have dramatic changes in your sleep habits, such as sleeping more often or not sleeping well. You might have excessive or not even excessive, but any type of weight gain or loss. You could have decline in your performance And um, they said at work or at school, but maybe you are at your house and you're having to work from home and it's hard, (laughs) you know, beyond just I've never worked from home before, Uh, but you can't. It's almost like when you're in a state of depression, you you can't function normally like what you would. They also had pronounced changes in mood, such as irritability, anger, anxiety, which we're talking about and sadness and then finally, they had withdrawal from routine activities and relationships. And because most people in the United States at the time of this recording, they're in quarantine, that might be part of the quarantine. You're not out able to go out and do some of your regular things, but we have to look at it in the other space in that you feel like you're being controlled by the government because you can't do what you want to do. And that causes anxiety as well. And also, I never want to forget all of our parents out there. Your normal routine is, you know, very much so changed if your children, if, especially if you have children or school age children at home. So you have to find out a new normal for them. You have to kind of balance away their emotions as well because when because children really like routine. And so that whole routine of going to school, seeing classmates, being into a contained space um, learning has been altered because of the quarantine. So I know initially those first couple of days were probably pretty hard for parents. Hopefully um, the parents out there, you guys have established a new normal in your households or something that's going to work at least for the next week or so. 
Right. Yeah, because uh, I can only imagine what that is. And then you're on top of that, you might have to work from home <laughs> with kids. And so it's just it's a lot. It's a lot on people. And some people have multiple children and it, it just can be a lot. And then if you have small children, I'm sure they're wondering, like, what's going on? This is, you know, under the age of 10 or, uh, you know, even under the age of eight, they might not have an understanding of really what's going on. And they could be listening to things or know, you know, their parents are fearful, fearful, crying, whatever. And then they're hearing things on the news. So we just have to, especially as people of faith, we have to guard our hearts and then guard our uh, those around us, our hearts, and then really uh, have a better atmosphere. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But we really have to, you know, do what we need to do so that we can have an atmosphere of peace and love in our households. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to let you all know about our Facebook group, The Collective. It's our free private Facebook group called God Still Heals Collective. And in the group, we're going to go deeper in helping you to build your faith for divine health and healing. Uh, we mention it every time we get on air on this show. So uh, make sure you go in the show notes or you can just put in God Still Heals into Facebook when you're looking up groups and it will pop right up. And that's another place for support that you can have because some people, uh, they've, this is something they've never dealt with, especially if they have symptoms, because some individuals might be dealing with symptoms because here, especially here where I'm at in Florida, it is uh, allergy season and the pollen is not quitting. <laughs> so you can leave out of your house and start sneezing and doing all these things. And it does not have to be the virus COVID-19 but it's actually your normal allergies or, or things like that. And that could scare you into thinking, depending on where you're at and your, your thought life, into thinking you might have X, Y, and Z and the enemy can get you into a place that uh, you don't need to be in just for your regular normal routine. So we definitely believe in the healing. Yeah, I feel bad for all the people with allergies. Yeah, and I said I feel bad for all the people with allergies at this time <laughs> they're not sick <laughs> but that's it, just no. that heightened sense of fear that's going on um and and you know that's is that's a tragedy you know is is very very you know it's very it's a travesty that you know people have normal reactions to things they're not sick they don't have COVID-19 but we're so fearful of each other right now and, and rightfully so in some situations because it is very highly contagious but I think just the extreme fear and anxiety response has everyone on edge. Right. You don't want people sneezing on you normally or coughing on you normally. <laughs> so I would hope not. Same way. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when you, it's almost like if somebody's out, that's like that they holding in the cough or the sneeze or, you know, whatever, because they don't want people to treat them like they got the plague. Essentially, if they go right. to the grocery store, if they go here and speaking of going out, um, quickly, I know we're a little bit off topic talking about these masks and these gloves. And does it really help well, I'll you? say this. Glo gloves don't really help because it's more so you're spreading around whatever you touch. So unless you're changing those things every time you touch a surface, really doesn't help too much, right? You know, it would be better just to stick with um, hand washing um, tactics, 
no washing for 20 seconds, washing your hands, wash your hands when you come in from the outside, wash your hands after you use the restroom, just wash your hands, right? And then if you're having upper respiratory symptoms, by all means, wear a mask if you like, that's fine. What, you know, what the reason we have this um, social distancing and being six feet away from um, someone, if you're in a uh, more or less crowded area is because the uh, what the research has shown is that COVID-19 is spread through droplets and droplets can come when someone is talking, sneezing, coughing, things of that nature. But, you know, if you and then usually droplets will not be released more than six feet. So that's why that's the um, science behind that. But if you're walking around with a mask um, if you're, and you're not a healthcare worker, I mean, it's if it makes you feel better, if it decreases your stress, fine, go ahead and do it. But really, CDC is recommending that you do not have to wear a mask like that. Right. Um, I know my husband, uh, Royce, he, you know, he's immunosuppressed because he had a, a double transplant surgery. Some of you all know that a pancreas and kidney surgery uh, about six years ago now. I think it was been, it's been about six years. So uh, for him, he's been okay. But now because people are doing such crazy things, he'll go out, he'll wear a mask at times when he goes out, just depending on what he's feeling like. Don't know how much it actually helps, but he'll do it now and again. So somebody like that, I can kind of understand to a certain extent, But, you know, wearing the gloves all day, every day, touching everything, you're actually, to me, you're making it worse for people because you're the bacteria that's on those gloves that you're transmitting everywhere. (laughs) And then you don't know how to properly take them off unless you walked around with a box of gloves in your pocket. I I believe it's actually worse because I saw some people before, uh, you know, this weekend with gloves. I'm like, oh my gosh, stop touching stuff. <laughs> I don't want to touch anything you touch because you, I don't know where you, your gloves have been, <laughs> you know, right. hand sanitizer, right. you can wipe right. that, you know, you, that's a little bit better, but you got gloves that you don't put hand sanitizer on. Right. And right. then you're putting it all in your purse and then you're coming out and then you're touching everything. So, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's, it's a uh, magnified worse because you're literally carrying all those germs to everything that you touch. I mean, yeah. like I said, there's a lot of, um, the CDC has a um, good website just for lay folks um, on their COVID-19 website. Or it's, a, it's a section for um, what to do if you have, so if you if you've come in contact with COVID-19, what you can do to prevent transmission of illness. And they have some pretty good tips or tips on there, but they're not so extreme than the ordinary things like washing your hands, (laughs) you know, covering up your mouth when you sneeze, covering up your mouth when you cough, you know, things that you would normally do to prevent other diseases such as a flu or even a common cold. And then for me, I'll add on to that. I've always told people you need to stay as healthy as you can. Um, People who are having just very, very um, bad symptoms after catching this infection is because their overall state of health prior to getting the illness was poor. So if you're at home, I need you to drink water. I need you to not put all these processed foods in your body. I need you to lay off the sugar some, you know, especially if you have something like diabetes, 
or um, you have a chronic lung illness or chronic heart disease, this is the time to really tighten up on your health. Right. That's excellent, excellent um, wisdom. Now, the other side of this, you know, we know we have scriptures in the Bible talk that talk about believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and all these different things. Don't forget what you know in right. the scripture. But the caveat is, of that is you need to operate in a level of discernment when you're operating in that scripture. Now, the other side of this, me uh, working in healing and working with people towards their healing, what I know to be true after studying the Bible, uh, Jesus did not lay hands on everybody that was sick. He did not. You can look at the uh, the man at the pool of Bethesda. There was a multitude, which means a lot in Bible terms, a multitude of sick folk. If you read in that scripture, and I'll put the scripture reference in the, in the show notes, but there was a multitude of people. Why did he choose that man to lay hands and pray for it makes you think, and you have to have an understanding how many people came across Jesus's path that needed healing. And for whatever reason, he didn't necessarily minister to all of them. Now, the other side of that is when he did minister, it says the Bible says he healed them all, <laughs> but we don't realize that, uh, you know, Jesus was very discerning and he is our model for ministry. He was very discerning in who we ministered to as should we be. When it comes to, especially in this type of season that we're in, uh, we, you know, and as we move more into the, these last days, we have to really operate and use the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit for what we do in general, where we go in general. And don't ask questions, hear the voice of God, do that and, and keep it moving. And I know for some people that might be controversial. We need to pray, lay hands on everybody. And in retrospect, I'll say, I'll give a blanket statement. Yes, we do. But if you get a check in your heart, that's not fear. <laughs> if you get a check, then uh, I might need to just speak the word only on this one. Do it. And we don't know why, but there is, there's a ministry of uh, just using your authority. We use our authority and all of it, but using your authority and speaking the word only. Uh, we have that, that, that reference with the centurion's uh, servant where Jesus, he said, I believe you and just speak the word only will be healed. So there's a couple of references. I might be mixing them up. There's two stories I'm thinking of with the centurion servant and then the one with uh, the little girl. So there's a, a, a couple stories. I'll put them in the show notes, but we can see that we have an example and we have precedence for speaking the word only. And we don't necessarily have to touch people. We just have to be led of God and, and do that. You know, I think you're saying speaking the word and that's really what you need to do. But I know a lot of people are realizing right now they might have had a word deficit going into this <laughs> crisis. And I say crisis yes. in that not only personal crisis, but just a national crisis. And maybe this crisis has helped you really to identify or self-identify your own level of faith and your uh, spirituality. Because yeah. really, I think yeah. it was a time to really question, what do you really believe? And I'm just going to say this. If you have an overwhelming feeling of doubt, depression, and you have no peace, you know, I'm going to challenge you and say that you have a word deficit. And I actually wanted to um, say this quote from Martin Luther King, which I think is just perfect for this time. And he said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, 
but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. So I think this crisis has really shown people it's almost like a mirror. Like this is where I am spiritually. I'm not as um, faithful as I thought I was, or I've been slipping. My prayer life has been slipping because I'm feeling like I don't trust as much as I thought I would if something happened. Right. And that's about that, right? <laughs> There's a self audit that happened that, you know, when you were hit with a trial and a tribulation and a circumstance, what was in you came out. And if it wasn't anything in you or what you thought was in you is not in you, that came out. So uh, and that kind of pushes us to uh, our last our last part. We kind of talked about we had on here to talk about what are the natural and spiritual effects of fear and anxiety. And we went over that with uh, your heart, the heart issues, breathing some things spiritually uh, when you're uh, operating or you're, you're in fear and anxiety, you can experience confusion, night terrors, meaning nightmares, cloudiness in your mind, fatigue, uh, maybe some type of uh, confidence or identity issues. Uh, and we're talking about fear and anxiety. So not being able to do things because you're not confident uh, and don't know who you are and various strongholds. Uh, also are, are are indicators that you might be experiencing some fear and anxiety. And we talked about word deficit. So that's a good entree into how do we combat this fear? Now we know we talked about naturally how to recognize that it's there, but how do we combat it? And we know that fear and faith are different. Fear is the opposite of faith. So one of the things I have three, four, how many is on here? Five, <laughs> five ways to combat fear. The first one is replacing your thoughts of fear with the word of God. Resist the fear, the thoughts and the actions of it. Understand how wisdom works. So we talked about that, right? And your scripture reference is second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse five. And I'm going to read it from the Amplified. It says, inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets us up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought captive or every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So that's that same scripture as casting down all vain imaginations. That's that scripture in the KJV. So that's something that we need to do when we have these thoughts of fear. We need to replace them with what the word of God says, exactly what Lauren, Dr. Lauren was saying. Yep. And I actually like, I'm actually trying to pull it up now. If you go to, you read chapter or verse five, if you read chap, chapter four, and this is from the NLT or verse four, this is from the NLT translation. It says, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. So really, we need to stop trying to take or trying to deal with naturally what should be dealt with spiritually, you know, because the spiritual will affect your emotional and that'll play out to the physical in your body. Right. We've said it before. We are trying being spirit, soul and body. So what's going on in your soul and your spirit will have an effect on your body. We see that that's every day. That's where sickness and disease, how it works at times. So we, we definitely have to be cautious of that. And for those that are do have all this time at home, get in your word, play uh, teachings. You have YouTube, you have Google, you have books, you have podcasts, you have all these things where you can get more of the word of God. Maybe reading it is not the best for you. We've talked about this in past episodes. You can listen to it or you can listen to people preaching right now. Every 
church in America, for the most part, there's some that aren't, is online. (laughs) So you have an assortment, a buffet, as it were, of different places where you can hear the word of God. So this is a season that's different than what we're used to, but it's a season where you Now, the next one was uh, speaking the word over yourself. I don't know how many people have read Psalms 91 in this season. I'm sure by now you've heard it. You might not know that's what it was, but Psalms 91, read Psalms 91 and put your name in there. How the, the, you are protected, how you are covered, put your name in there and pray that biblically meditate that for yourself. I'll put a link. I have a biblical, what I call a biblical meditation guide, which teaches you how to study and read the word. The Bible talks about meditate on different things in Joshua. And it goes into all of that. I think I've had it as something that I've put for a freebie on this podcast before. So definitely do that. We're we're moving into some times and some seasons that you're going to need to be built up in the word of God. And that's just the reality of it. The other side of that, speaking the word of God over yourself, your loved ones, you can even uh, do this in a way where you're listening to faith-filled music. There's a song by Carrie Joby. Dr. Lauren, I don't know if you've heard it. I've posted it a bunch on my, my social media called The Blessing. Yeah, I just and posted I it on mine. Yeah, I love that song because it's literally you speaking the blessing of God from the word of God over your life and your household and your generations. So that is like perfect. That's exactly. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, the YouTube for that. Cause I don't think it's out, out. Like, I don't think the single of it is out just yet. They need to put it out because actually, are- no, actually I think um, it, well, you mean like buying in like on a, uh, buying it from like Apple or music or something like that. Yeah. I couldn't find it on Apple music. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 So, but it's out, it's out, but I don't know. They need to go ahead and put it because right now that song is helping people out because you're speaking the blessing over yourself, over yourself on a regular basis. And there's other songs, uh, uh, Fred Hammond, that's an old one, No Weapon Formed Against Me Shall Prosper. That That's his song is literally singing that scripture <laughs> the whole right. time. I mean, and for some people, they don't realize that's, that's meditating on the word too. You're just doing it in song. And those are probably the same people that don't realize they're meditating when they're meditating on the music that they already have. That's not godly. That's the, it has the same principle. You can go produce what's in that music, mm-hmm. but that's my soapbox. So I'll get off of it now, <laughs> but there we go. So we talked about combating fear, replacing the thoughts of fear with the word of God, speaking the word of God over yourself. The third one is praying, uh, for yourself and with others. So praying by yourself, for yourself and praying with others. There's strength in community. I know even um, where I'm at, at church, I'm one of the ministers over the prayer and healing department, uh, the one of the leaders, I should say, over the prayer and healing department. And we've been praying. We've been praying and it's it's helping because other individuals are coming alongside you and adding their faith to yours for themselves and for others. And there's something to that. I've been involved in the fast this week in and around praying uh, through this virus. And there's so many people that pray. They doing all types of stuff. You know, every day they praying online. Um, no, just to continue to be a light where you are, um, those of us who are at are, are working at this time. We're not on quarantine. We're going to work every day. Um, just your very presence is a light because everyone is very nervous anyway. You know, um, kudos and hats off to all the healthcare workers 
who are testing every single day, um, sometimes even um, running out of the personal protective equipment that's needed. Um, that's the time where, you know, your light does shine in the midst of darkness and worry and things like that. So continue to let your light shine. Um, continue to stay prayed up every single day, prayed up every single day. Because um, right now is a time where, you know, we're in the Corinthians um, where Paul had that thorn in the flesh and he was asking God, you know, help me out with this. But God was like, my grace is, is sufficient for you because my um, strength is made perfect in weakness. So if you're feeling you're in the front lines or even in your home, if you're feeling weak right now, just draw on God's strength because it's made perfect in that weakness. Yeah, we are grace to handle this. We would not have we would not be alive in this time if we did not have the grace to be here to lean on that grace. Don't frustrate, as the Bible says, the grace of God. Lean on that grace. And sometimes you're going to have to empower some of that grace to work through your faith and how we uh, the Bible says faith comes or faith arises by hearing and hearing the word of God. So hearing and hearing, that's you knowing the word of God, as we were saying. So the other parts of when you're praying for yourself and others, ask the Lord to deliver you from this fear and this anxiety. Uh, we also know what I know to be true about fear is that can, it can be connected to something else, maybe a trauma or a wound from your past where you experienced a, a extreme level of fear. So uh, close that door. Yep. Close that door. Something I started doing, I didn't even realize, you know, I'm so, sometimes we could be so used to saying, oh, I'm stressed out. I'm stressed. I started rebuking the spirit of stress and I've seen immediate results. So just because situations around you are rising up and it seems like they're overwhelming, you do not have to give into that stress. You don't have to give into that. You know, ask the ask the Lord for this energy, for strength, and he'll give it to you. But yeah, this is just something personally that I've been doing. I'm rebuking, like, you know, I'm not stressed. I'm, I rebuke that stress right now in the name of Jesus, you know, and right. it's an overwhelming um, sense of peace comes on in. So don't think that stress and being overwhelmed is a normal thing. You have tools, spiritual tools to combat that. Right. Yeah. Your dysfunction, because it is on the, on the area or, or level of a, a level of dysfunction is not normal. Now, for those that are dealing with things like that, with uh, strongholds and things, y'all need to get my book. And I'm not even trying to just promo because I talk about this in that book, whole chapters on it. God still heals. Get that book. It's on Amazon. It'll be some stuff in the um, show notes. But I talk through how to deal with strongholds, the elements of strongholds. Uh, talking about generational iniquity, curses, inner vows, um, all these different things, uh, what you're speaking over yourself, negative expectation, all these components of strongholds and how to overcome those things. So you're going to need to get that. And I'll put some different links in the show notes for you as well that will help you with that. But we need to close that door. Um, and the fourth one, in regards to even what Dr. Lauren was talking about, she took authority over stress. That was trying to attack her. So we have to develop resilience when it comes to the enemy through our faith and using our authority. The Bible talks about in Luke, Luke 10, 19, I believe it is, where we have authority that Lord, the Lord's given us authority. There's so many scriptures that talk through authority. So we, we really have to pay attention to that. And like I said, all these things that we're talking about, I'll put some resources in the show. My show notes be like a whole entire book <laughs> at times. 
because I put so many different resources in there. So please, y'all look at the look at those show notes and get the resources because they will help you because we talk about this and, you know, being in health and healing. We deal with this all the time. And then the fifth one is get accountability and help from your spiritual leadership. These are five ways to combat fear. And I'll see if I have time. I'll see if I can put uh, put this together in some type of a document for you guys. If I get the time to do it, it'll be in the show notes. If not, y'all can re-listen and write it down on your own. But the first one, replace the thoughts of fear with the word of God. The second one is speaking the word of God over yourself. The third one is praying uh, for yourself and by yourself and praying with others. The fourth one is developing resilience when it comes to the enemy through your faith and using your authority. And the fifth one is getting accountability and help from your spiritual leadership. And I can add a 5A. If you need to see a therapist, see a therapist. That's always my extra. That's always my bonus one. (laughs) See a therapist if you need it. Uh, A few shows ago, and I'll put the the link in the the show notes. We did, uh, it was on, I think it was our second episode, second or third, where we talked about your soul. And we put a whole bunch of resources in the show notes of where you can get therapy because therapy is something that's needful for Christians. It helps you talk things out. Having a Christian therapist is even better. So I'm not going to read. We're not going to re go through that episode, but those are things that don't be ashamed. Don't let shame steal your joy and who you are and steal your help. I should say, uh, don't let the enemy steal your joy. Mm-hmm. And be, you know, there's a sense of humility that you have to have to be even open and vulnerable enough to receive that help. So if you think that you're above talking to someone out, like someone talking to someone else about your problems, or you feel like you've got it under control when there's circumstances in your life and there's fruit of that you don't have it underneath control, you really need to just lower your pride and seek out that extra help. Right. And that that is a word because your fruit will find you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Bible says yeah. your sin will find you out. I don't know if the Bible say that, but people say your sin will find you out. That fruit. Right. Every don't time. Lie. Mm-hmm. The fruit does not lie. My goodness. So uh, we've talked through everything. Uh, uh, Dr. Lauren, do you have any concluding thoughts? This is a little bit longer episode, you all, but we got we got things going on. Yep. I I just think that people, you know, really use this time to do a reset of yourself. If it's a reset in your health, meaning you're really looking at the things that you eat, you're looking at your body, your physical health, but also do a reset spiritually. You've got a lot of time if you're in quarantine, you know, get into the word of God, get into prayer, get into worship and praise take that time so when you come when we all come out of this we're better both spiritually um physically and mentally yeah that's excellent that's good and my concluding thoughts are go ahead and get in that word the word of god <laughs> literally if you don't hear anything else we say get in the word of god and pray and the lord will help you and that word will keep you So that's all we're going to say on this particular episode. We have a lot of resources in the show notes. Don't forget to uh, join the collective on Facebook, the free private Facebook group. If you want to have questions for either one of us, or you just want to continue to talk about this thing, we can lead and guide you there. 
Uh, thanks once again to our sponsor, Agape Life Clothing. Uh, you can reach them at agapelifeclothing.com in the show notes. So in saying all that, thank you all so very much for being here, for listening. We want you to go ahead and uh, like this podcast, send it to other individuals and subscribe and leave a review. That really, really helps us and really, really gets this podcast out to other individuals because uh, that's the way the, uh, uh, the logarithm works in and around um, boosting the uh, podcast where it's seen on the, the different platforms where you can view podcasts or listen to podcasts. So we appreciate the reviews. We appreciate the support. We all we love you all. And we are so happy to be here talking to you all in this format and this platform. So we will see you in our next episode. So stay safe and be well. And we'll look to see you soon. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Prescription for Divine Health podcast. To continue the conversation of living a healthy and whole lifestyle, head over to our website at drandreaihart.com. Or you can join our exclusive free Facebook group, The God Still Heals Collective with Dr. Andrea. To connect, text God Heals to 77948.